All right, welcome back. I am Ready Family. I have a treat today. I have my dear friend Stephanie here to talk to us. And before we jump into the conversation, uh, I want to give a little bit about how I know her and why I asked her to come have this conversation with me. Uh, and then we'll go from there. So my friend Stephanie Main, I met, my goodness, it's 2023. So I think we're going to say, is it fall 2019? That's not right. Yes. We met a convention for Rodian and Fields. That was the first time I met you. Um, so we were within the same Rodian and Fields team. Um, so friends first, just within on the internet world, right? Kind of doing the same thing and trying to grow our businesses there. And then uh, fortunate enough to take gosh, three or four vacations and trips with you now um, to just get to see what a beautiful gem of a human being she is. So uh, she is going to talk to us today about boundaries. And the reason that I wanted Stephanie, before she introduces herself and tells you more about her, um, the reason that I wanted Stephanie to come and talk with me about this is because, man, does she do this well. This is something that if you follow her on Instagram, and I will share all of her information in the show notes, this is something you'll hear her talk about and um, be able to really articulately like say like the, the benefits, the whys, um, the importance of having boundaries in, in all of our lives, and then specifically like how that's impacted her, which will be some of our conversation today. So Stephanie, thank you for being here, truly. Please feel free to share a little bit about yourself, who you are, whatever you feel comfortable with, you know, life, family, business, all the things. Awesome. Well, first and foremost, thank you for all of your kind words. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, me. Okay. Um, hi, guys. Hi, everyone listening. Um, I am Stephanie Main. And I did have the pleasure of meeting Megan. I don't know if it was 2019 or 2018, because I think it was 2018, but maybe it was 2019. Either way, <laughs> it's been several years. Um, and yes, so I am a business owner. I am a multi-business owner, actually. Um, I have a construction company with my husband. I have my own personal business um, for women who are, are self-employed, who are lacking, you know, organization, confidence, boundaries, all of the things. Um, I have an eight month old son, Jackson, who is a dream and I am a fur mama. I have two dogs, two cats. So life is busy. And I'm sure anyone listening will definitely understand that, you know, when do you have a second of any day? Like we're all busy. We're all running around. Um, and we all have the same amount of time in a day. It's just a matter of the decisions that we make to figure out how we can live the life that, you know, we want to live. Um, so boundaries, yeah, boundaries are a big thing on my list and I once struggled so much so with them, but Megan, I'll let you kind of, you know, dictate where you want me to go with this. So I don't ramble because if you know me and you're listening, you know, that I could go on and on because I'm so passionate about this because it's literally like life security. So I'll leave it at that. And then we'll, we'll go from there. So let me ask this first then, like when you think of the word boundaries, what does it like mean to you or how do you, when you just like, cause I think we hear that word a lot. And then I, you know, I hope we all have kind of a, the same general idea, but like, what do boundaries mean to you? And like, what does it mean now? And what did it, you know, was it different, the same? than before? Great question. Um, 
So I'll be honest, like three, four years ago, if I heard the word boundary, like I didn't know what that was. Like it just didn't hit me. I had no context around that word. I'm like, what, what is it? Like being mean, like saying no, like what does boundary actually mean? And today, after all of the work that I've done, hired coaches, therapists, you know, all of the jazz that you have to do to find your best self because it's necessary. Boundaries to me today, that word itself is, it's security. It's, it's necessity. It is something that if they're not relevant in your life, then you are going to be stepped on and you are going to be uncomfortable and you are going to be um, just not protected. It's basically like a security blanket, a seatbelt, a helmet. It's, it's, it's regulations that you put in place that articulate how you want to be treated. And if you don't use them or create them, you are a punching bag. And I was a punching bag for my whole life up until I discovered that I can put these boundaries, right? Create them myself to help myself in my everyday, to no longer accept anything that comes thrown at me, to set up, you know, kind of like points where it's like, once you hit a point, well, I have this boundary in place. So you're no longer going to go down that road. I'm going to stop you right here. It's basically to pave, I use them to pave my life, all these checkpoints to fine tune and make it so that it's such a specific and strict road that you can be on with me and you won't be able to tap into a place where I don't let you come in, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I really love you saying like, comparing, like talking about the importance, the the necessity of them and then comparing them to a seatbelt and a helmet. Like, so yes, right. You, you know, you can get in a car without a seatbelt. You can make that choice. Um, and then obviously the risk can, is, is greater, right? The, the risk of harm is greater. You can ride a motorcycle or, you know, kids can ride a bike, but you just run greater risks and higher risks of, harm, chaos, right? So thinking of them as no other, no different than a safety mechanism in place to proactively protect you. Such a good, man, I hope that hits with people because like, they're, yeah, they're no different. Protection. Yeah. So with whatever you feel comfortable sharing, um, you would, you said, you know, I was, that you were a punching bag earlier in your life. Like can you describe kind of what life felt like or looked like when you didn't have boundaries in place and like how you got to like the point of saying like, I, I need, I need to do different or I need to implement these in my life. Like, how did you get there? Sure. So let's talk about the past first, right? So without boundaries in place, life looked like people pleasing. Life looked like not living. It was 
responding to others emotions with emotion and now emotion and logic that's a whole other topic but Mm -hmm. there was a lot of emotion early on it was really only emotion so how I lived became so awful because I had nothing, I had no protection. So you can imagine what that feels like. It's just when I was in the process of figuring out that I didn't like how I felt. So first and foremost, it was internal, right? It was, this doesn't feel good. Why do I, this is the same thing that happens, whether it's, you know, uh, a family get together or, you know, you're with that one friend that just like, it's always like, you're uncomfortable. Like you just, you're not speaking your truth. And I never spoke my truth. Like I was always just, yes, whatever you want. Yes. To everybody, never having an opinion, pleasing, you know, people pleasing. And it was exhausting. It was, um, it wasn't fun. It wasn't living. And I got to a point in my life where I will say it was rock bottom. And I was like, I am done with this. I don't feel good. I'm tired of not speaking up. I'm tired of not saying what I want. It's basically a lot of, you know, using your voice. Um, Mm -hmm. Cause I didn't protect myself. So whatever someone said to me, I would let it hit me and be like, Oh, I'm the bad guy or I'm wrong. Or it was my fault. Or how can I help them? It was a lot of what can I do for someone else? And in hindsight, looking at it, I'm like, well, no one took care of me. Like mm-hmm. I was just, you know, a mass on this earth, like just floating through like catering and helping everybody else. And none of it was reciprocated. And you know, speaking of today, it doesn't need to be reciprocated. It was my own issue. Like I needed to figure out how I could feel better within myself. And I think a lot of it was insecurity and low self-esteem and depression and anxiety. And it was just, none of it was, it was just not a good headspace that I was in. And when I finally hit that rock bottom of like, all right, there's gotta be something else. Like there's gotta be a different way to live. There's gotta be a different feeling when you wake up. There's gotta be a different way to go through all of these life events and these day-to-day things. And, and that's when I started working on myself and I, um, I started speaking to a therapist. I hired a coach, like expressing my issues. Like, I don't know how I can stand up for myself. Like, where do, where do I start? And I think that that is a lot of the issue with anyone trying to figure out how to start, you know, how to make that first step to change. And I think myself included back then was, I I just don't know. And you put it off and you put it off. Like, you know, you're looking for the perfect time. You're looking for the perfect thing to start with. And there's no such thing. So what I tell my clients is, the next time that you feel not good, remember it and make a mental note of what was said, what's going on, who is it, where are you? Like, I would make mental notes of what I was upset about, what didn't feel good. And then when I knew it was going to come around again, because things repeat all the time, right? If, if, who you're affiliating yourself with, I mean, obviously that person's not going to change, right? So you're just, streaming along with them, the next time a situation occurred, it was like, how can I better prepare for when I know that this circumstance is going to come up again, but I'm going to change the outcome and I'm going to change it for myself because I have control of that. 
And I think that I lacked awareness tremendously around the fact that I had so much control and I just didn't know how to go about taking that control back. Um, so basically, like I said, when I, when I talk to my clients that come to me and like, they're just like, you know, swamped and they just don't know how, and they feel bad about, you know, a certain way that they may perceive themselves or someone may look at them like, oh, well, look at her. Like she used to do this and now she doesn't. And it's like, none of this, none of the boundaries is about anyone else. The boundaries are about yourself. It's a relationship that you have with yourself. And if yeah. someone wants to play along, come on in, except there's rules. Yeah. And those rules are imperative to give yourself the everyday that you're looking for. It is possible. Um, boundaries are going to change, right? They're going to they're going to be fine-tuned. So you could say, I will allow for a lack of better example, I will allow my parent to say something to me to a certain extent. Like, so if my parents come over and they're like trying to tell me what to do about my kid, I'm like, okay. Like at first I would have no idea what to say. Like I would just let it go. And it's that internal feeling of like, you're sick to your stomach. Like you're like burning inside. It's a lot of body feeling triggers. Like your emotions are high and now I'm like, okay, it's practice, right? So this will come up again. My parents will come over and I'm like, no, I'm perfectly capable, right? There's like certain things that you can put in place, whether they're phrases, it's a lot of phrases really of how to let that person know, well, unfortunately I hear you, but it's not going to come in to my bubble. And I have a very, very tight, strict bubble where the blinders are up and you can come in, you can try, but you're going to get nothing in return. Like it, it, I, I no longer serve or continue to give attention and energy to something that upsets me. It really is the feeling of when you feel taken advantage of, or you feel, you know, someone's being mean to you or all that bad juju is not welcome yeah. anymore. Um, I think that's key. If I can, um, I think what, like two things I just heard you say that I want everybody at home to, at home listening, wherever you are to soak up here that if you find yourself saying phrases, like everyone's taking advantage of me, I'm a doormat. I, I give and give and give and don't get in return. Um, if you have one person in particular you can think of that you just are constantly complaining about how they treat you, how they talk to you, right? Like it's just like it festers you from the inside out. That is multiple clues that boundaries are lacking in your life. You feel like an inner chaos, an inner emotional turmoil that just doesn't seem to like go away, right? It's just like my thoughts are running, like the body sensations, like you said, if it's this, what it, it's going to be different for all of us, but oftentimes it's like a dread or we're on like a high alert or we're just, it's like a very reactive way of living, right? I'm just reacting to whatever's thrown at me. And I feel this like immense, you know, mental, emotional, physical, like turmoil and chaos in response to it. And I never can seem to get off this ride. 
those are clues and cues that boundaries are lacking. The other thing you said that is so huge, and this is where I think, um, like you said, people are like, oh, well, I don't, I don't know how to do it. So I just like put it off. Um, or we, the people out there that have people pleasing tendencies and don't want to rock the boat and don't want to upset other people, you're upset. You're freaking upset all the time. And why do they get to not be upset and convenienced and accommodated? And you don't. That's crap, right? So boundaries are for you. It's not about being mean to anyone else. It's not about putting someone else in their place. It's not about telling someone else what they can and cannot do, right? This is what goes on for me and in my world. Take it or leave it. And if you, if you leave it, okay, then just know this is what it looks like. And that is a, I think that's a huge reframe that again, I hope people are, we think that boundaries are like, I put this big barricade up and it tells you what to do. And so I'm afraid of that because I'm afraid I'm going to be mean. I'm going to afraid I'm going to piss you off. I'm afraid you're going to leave me. It's not about the other person. In order for me to stay safe and to be healthy, this is what needs to be in place. Can you accept it or not? 100%. I mean, so just for, you know, again, people listening to sit and think about that, but like one, if you can see yourself in some of what Stephanie is describing and, and hear these phrases that you know you're using or the thoughts and feelings you're having inside, like it's okay. Good news is now you can be like, all right, that, that means there's a lack of boundaries and there's something I can do about this. It doesn't just have to be this way forever. It doesn't. And I think it took me a long time to figure out See, that's the other part of it too. That's another layer where I was so unaware that it could be different. Mm -hmm. So for you guys listening, it can be different. A hundred percent. You have to do the work and I will warn you not to scare you, but it's part of the process that you are going to piss people off along the way. Mm -hmm. And that's totally fine. You have to remember how you feel in the beginning to even have to go through something like that. So let's just say you have this one toxic friend and they, there's no benefit. You know, I look at friendships that I've had in the past and I'm like, I was just doing this to please them. I wasn't comfortable ever. I was like on the edge of my seat. Like I was uncomfortable. I never made my own decisions, you know? Um, and I've, I don't want to say I've lost friends, but I have set up boundaries to say, listen, like this isn't going to work for me anymore. And like you said, you can either adjust or you can move on and that's okay. But what I'm doing and what my priority is, is not to be the bitch and say, no, like that's not it. It's fine tuning what is allowed so that the person on the other side has a foundation to go off of an understanding of how they can treat you. And without that in place, anyone can treat you any way. And I mean, it still stands today with boundaries in place. Obviously people are entitled to say and do whatever they want to you, but it's just a matter of what you're allowing. And that's what the purpose of the boundary is. It's not allowing the things that don't feel good anymore. Yeah. Um, and it is, it will take time to, you know, you're not going to just set up a million boundaries and then like, you're like, there's no such thing. It's not black and white. It's not, it's going to come up. But my biggest thing, and 
what I teach on and coach on is keep in mind of what is upsetting you. Look around. What are the patterns? What are the emotions that you're feeling around certain situations, certain people? Maybe it's, you know, your boss at work is, you know, you guys are, you know, lack of staff and your pile of work is, you know, getting added to your plate, but your compensation isn't adding. And it's like, you're burning inside like that feeling, right? That feeling of like, oh, like this isn't right. This is wrong. I don't feel good. Like your stomach drops, like pay attention to those things, whether you write them down. I mean, I'm someone that writes down everything to figure out, okay, well that didn't work. So I don't like that. So I'm going to remember the next time that that happens, that I'm going to try something different. And I encourage all of you listening to try something different because whatever you're doing right now is a result of why you feel the way you feel. And if you don't make the change or the tweaks, then expect your tomorrow to be exactly like today, exactly like it was a year ago, exactly like it was 10 years ago, and it will be that way 10 years from now. It's up to the individual to do the work and say, all right, this isn't working. What will it look like? You know, that's, these are phrases that are used in my house all the time. Well, what does that look like? Well, what are our options, right? Options, guys, options, you have options. You can make the change. There's nothing that's edged in stone. Nothing has to be any particular way. You are the writer of your story. You're the producer. So right now, many of you that are listening are probably in a similar situation like I was where you're the puppet and someone is, you know, holding the strings and you're letting it go. You're just like playing along like Mickey the dunce. Like you're just playing along, playing along because you may not think that there's another way to go about living. And I'm here to tell you there is a hundred percent way to change all of that around for you to be the producer and say, well, this is what I'm going to do, right? Have your own voice. This is what I'm going to do. And if you want to do it, great. If not, that's okay too, but that's it. So it's going to involve a lot of decision-making. I don't know if I think your audience is majority women, Mm -hmm. women pull up your pants and, and get to work because it falls on you and it's going to sound semi-harsh when I say this, but it's the reality. You feel the way you feel because of yourself. You are responsible for how you feel. And you are also responsible to make the change to get to where you want to be. And maybe people don't know where that is. And, and that's okay too. But I think what is obvious for most of us is we know what doesn't work. We know what upsets us. We know what isn't feeling good. And these are all of the things that, you know, one by one, individual by individual, relationship by relationship, situation by situation, figure it out, go through it. Ideally, what does an ideal situation look like with this person or this scenario? What does that look like? What would be perfect? You know, say it out loud to yourself, write it down and work towards getting to that reality little by little. And that's a really good point is, is if you're listening to this and you're like, oh shit, (laughs) all right. You know, like this is me. Okay. I need, I need some boundaries. This doesn't mean 
putting up 20 boundaries tomorrow, right? It's it, you can, you can start with, you can start wherever you want to start. You can pick the, the seemingly like simplest one and start there for some practice. You can go right for the heart of the matter to the thing that's causing you the most distress and start there. Um, there's no right or wrong way when it comes to then creating your own rule book of boundaries and, and knowing that it is an evolving process. So no one, I don't want anyone to have the expectations that like, okay, I, I have about none, no boundaries. So now I need to have, you know, 50 in place. Like, hell no, take your time, right? Identify some places. And, and all of this is like a, a piece by piece, a tweaking and evolution um, because the other point I heard you make that's key is, you know, the uncomfortable part, once you start my experience, once you start putting some boundaries in places, I mean, you just feel the physical discomfort because your fears are going to run wild, right? All these scenarios um, and, and you haven't done it. So it's literally like a skill you haven't done. So if you've never gone cross-country skiing, guess what? That's going to be uncomfortable. If you've never balanced a checkbook, I bet you're going to feel uncomfortable. I mean, like anything you've never done before, it's going to take time for us to practice to feel more competent and capable just for that. And on the other side of it is even though we're not putting these boundaries in place for other people, meaning telling them what to do, the being mean, all the things, um, you will get likely some kickback and pushback because it's fair. I guess the easiest example of this for me is like, if you think about for those of you out there that are parents, right. And your kid kind of reaches the next stage of life. And so you've got to kind of change the rules or expectations, right? So like my kids are old enough now that they like clear their plate when they're done with eating. Right. Um, so that's like a new boundary. That's a new expectation. I'm not going to clean up all your dirty dishes. Like you guys can put your stuff in the sink. Do you think they're going to, you know, kick and fight and scream a little bit at first? Yeah, because it's new and different for them too. They're not used to me placing that expectation and then holding to it, right? So it's okay that it causes the other person some discomfort because it is a new version of you. This is something they've never experienced from you. So they do get to have their like reactions or their responses to it. It doesn't mean that you have to change your boundary. It doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. The hardest part then becomes sticking to it, even in the face of them adjusting. Um, and so if you think of it in parenting and how normal that is, right? Yes, I, I, I don't have teenagers yet, but I'm sure, you know, parents of teenagers, you're going to start to put boundaries in place about cell phone times or media, you know, or, or curfews, right? You, you put these things in place. Of course, they're going to kick and scream a little bit and you, and we don't, don't necessarily think twice about that. Well, this is part of the gig. This is part of parenting. So it's okay that it can be part of the gig with your boss, with your coworker, with this toxic friend, with your partner, whoever it needs to be. So just hear that too, is baby steps, as long as you keep moving towards what, like Stephanie is saying, towards that ideal, towards how you want to feel in these situations and with these people, and that you just make this commitment to keep chipping away or keep evolving. Um, and, and, it's okay to be uncomfortable within yourself as you're doing it. And it's okay for the other people to have some discomfort as they adjust to like all of this is part of it. And again, there's already discomfort happening right now with no boundaries. So it just looks different, you know? So different. And maybe another visual, cause I am a visual person. I think of it as like a puzzle. There's a million pieces to it. Okay. 
So as long as you continue to try your best to fit the pieces together, you're going to get this overall picture of what you were trying to accomplish anyway. It's not going to happen overnight, like you said, and it's baby, baby, baby steps. But I guarantee you, even the slightest baby step after it's done, it's like, wow, okay, I did it. Um, it could be, you know, a lot of it is to stealing time, which was a huge thing for me where I'm like, where's my time? I'm doing this for this, this for this. I'm listening to this. I'm doing this. And that didn't feel good. So getting stricter with your time, how are you spending it? Right? Sure. If you want to get on the phone with a girlfriend, that's going to vent about the same situation that she got herself into and she's not getting herself out of, and she's not listening to your advice, but she's asking for it continuously. Well, that's taking up a lot of my time. So a simple tweak could be, Hey, Janet, I know you want to call me. I'm I'm available to hear you, but I only have 10 minutes. Right. It's it's literally, I, I know I've said this, it's it's setting up rules for yourself so that you're creating your reality instead of outside external noise dictating your life you have to acknowledge that you are in the driver's seat. And once you get in that seat, it doesn't need to be like you said, Megan, it doesn't need to be like, you got to tell everyone that you're upset with all at once. Like, what does that even look like? That's not it. It's, it's waiting until the next time a situation occurs where you feel that feeling of like, ugh, no, I don't want to, but I will. No, no, no. Well, what do you want? It's a lot of internal talking, a lot of it, right? Internal dialogue of who are you to you? And I think, again, this is going to hurt. Are you, if you look at your relationship with yourself, are you a stranger? Are you an acquaintance? Are you your best friend? Are you a jealous friend? How do you treat you? Are you honest? Do you lie? Do you neglect? What does that relationship look like? If you were in a relationship with yourself, which I found this out in my process of self-care, I'm like, oh my God, like I have a relationship right here in the mirror and I have neglected her for over 20 years. No wonder I feel this way. And I, and a tactic I use a lot is I look at myself like another person, like I'm dating myself. So am I honest? Am I protecting her? Am I talking her up? Am I making sure she feels good? Is she safe? Does she feel good? What does that look like? So if you listening are looking in the mirror and you're just like, oh my God, I don't even know myself. That's okay but you've acknowledged it now. So let's move in the direction of, well, what would you do next? Let's get to know yourself. Get to know yourself. That is key into validating that you deserve to feel better throughout your days instead of being the punching bag to whoever else and whatever else over and over again. And it will take time and 
I wish that there was like a certain, you know, formula <laughs> that I could tell you guys, but it's, it's a lot of internalization and, and trial and error. And there will be, you know, outbreaks, there will be setbacks, but the goal, right, is to feel better. It's to feel more confident. It's to feel free. Like you're not under anyone else's spell. And I feel like in my time with certain clients, they're under these spells of relationships, really, that they don't know how to either get out of or make better. And, you know, maybe it's to break away, right? And what does that look like? It's a lot of I statements. And that is something that's very, will be very new to a lot of you listening where you actually have to say, well, unfortunately that doesn't work for me. I would prefer this, you know, like I statements are a tactic that are necessary. If, if you aren't speaking for yourself, then who is right? So you got to use your voice. You got to, you got to take from your mind and articulate it outward so that the person on the other end is aware of what is going on inside because people aren't mind readers. Mm-hmm. And chances are when you end up articulating that, it's not going to look pretty. And that's okay. You know, we're telling you this just to let you know, like, that's what it's probably going to look like. It's not going to look good. It's going to look like the person that you're talking to. Well, you've changed. Something's up with Stephanie. You've changed. Yeah, no, I have changed. You're right. I'm starting to actually, you know, take responsibility for myself and take care of myself. So if that doesn't work for you, that's okay. But this is what I'm doing now, right? There doesn't need to be any bitchiness or rude or any of that. It's it's the people that are going to get it belong in your life and the people that aren't going to get it, even if it's blood, that's okay. It's okay. And that's another phrase, several phrases. It's okay. I've never used that word up until I started working on myself. That's okay. It is okay. It's going to be okay. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I taking this like relationship with yourself, like, oof, right. It is like there, there's no one, there's no one else. Um, I've said this a lot before it was, um, I've referenced a a therapy like modality that I did when I was in the clinics. And one of the core foundations of it is you may not have caused all your own problems and you're the only one that can do anything about them. And I know that that can hit some people because it's true. You may have really toxic, harmful, abusive people in your life. Some of you listening, you might do maybe not right now, maybe in other stages of your life. And this is, there's no blaming to say, you know, you did this and there just literally is no one else that can speak for you. There's no one else that can describe and know that internally you're a mess or that this is so upsetting or uncomfortable. Like no one else can know that no one else can speak to it besides you, right? Hopefully you have good people in your world that do check on you and care about you and, and may be able to sense if something's up, but that's still not their responsibility. And in fact, you know, we know that people aren't mind readers, but for us, when we feel something so like palpable, we just feel like, well, they should know, they should know how miserable, look at me. They sh- how do they not know? 
you have to tell them you have to, because even if they can guess that, even if the people in your world can guess or assume that something is not great with you, they don't know what to do about it. They don't know the next right step or the answer until you tell them, this is what it is. This is what I need more of. This is what is, is going on for me and how I'm going to try to approach it. Right. And thinking about this relationship with yourself and, and who am I to me and all of that, like, I think boundaries can, in, in I, I'll offer this as some ideas, like some maybe quote unquote, easier starting points with boundaries. Um, start with yourself, right? If you, uh, I'm going to fly off the cuff here, but like you're exhausted all the time, then set a boundary with yourself that phone is down. You're in bed at nine o'clock or whatever time, right? Like you set the boundary with yourself and start there. Right. Or, or physically, you know, I feel like crap will set the boundary with yourself. Cut, you know, if it's cut a certain something out of your diet, if it's go talk to your doctor, because you've been putting that off, like set, set those, with just within yourself and start practicing there. This is what I need to do for me. This is what feels good for me to do for me. Um, maybe even before you start branching out, but with other people, you guys, this is small things like speaking up and, and, and voicing yourself can be like, actually have an opinion about what you want for dinner actually have an opinion about what you want to watch for a movie for the night or whatever. Those are kinds of things where you're not even like saying, I don't like that. No, stop necessarily. You're just saying like, well, what do you want? Offer it up, have an opinion. Like those are small, easy ways that you can start to like dip your toe in the water and create some momentum for yourself that you can do this. You can voice your opinion. You can take care of yourself and it doesn't have to be I'm going to write off a million people and I'm going to set these big, huge boundaries because no. Um, so those are just thinking about it within like, who am I to me and how do I treat myself? And, and that can, I'm sure is going to sure that's going to stir up a lot for people. I'm so glad you said that. Um, and then what are some small ways, right? That I can, I can set and honor boundaries within myself or small little things that I can do with the people in my world that don't have to be life-shattering, you know, or life-altering. It's so true. It's a matter, just like you said, like if someone asks you what movie you want to watch and you have a movie in mind, say it, mm -hmm. don't not say it. And then they choose and you're sitting there miserable for the next two hours. Well, guess what? Guess whose responsibility that was? That was yours, right? Same thing with dinner choices, same thing with anything. And that was the biggest thing was for me was like, I never said what I wanted. I never said what was important to me, what I felt, my opinion. And like you said, it may not be, you know, our fault of past on how we were treated or situations or relationships, but it is our responsibility moving forward on how we're going to handle it. Where does that fall in your life? What does that look like? That's your responsibility. So unless you say how you feel, don't ever expect anything to change ever. It's, it is not the other person's responsibility to know it's not. You state it now they're aware, but still like, it's really like you, it's going to sound like, I don't even know. It's like, it's, it's you and yourself and that's it. So when I say that, I mean, it's your show and you get to invite who you want in it. 
And there are some people that may be permanent. I don't really like using extreme words because I don't think there's such thing as that, whether they're blood related or not, like there's no permanency, but for those listening, you know, we're talking spouse, sibling, family member, whatever. If, if there are people in your immediate life that you see and are with all the time, sure, it's going to be harder, but it's not impossible, but you have to understand that you yourself are responsible on how you feel. So if someone comes at you and you feel a certain way, guess what? It has nothing to do with that person. It's how you are perceiving it, how you take it and what you do with it is on you. It's up to you to figure out, all right, well, every day, you know, I get spoken to by my spouse. This is not me, but people that I've worked with, I get, I get talked down to by my spouse. Okay. So what's your response? Like, it's like, what's, what is your defense? What is, what are you doing? Like, are you doing nothing? And I'm sure you guys listening, it's probably like you stay quiet, right? And you just don't know how to articulate how to articulate (laughs) what it is. And like you said, Megan, bare minimum, start small, start with when someone asks for your opinion, actually give the truth. And it's going to be scary as hell. It could be as simple as actually saying, no, I'd rather go to this restaurant. Do you mind? Not even say, do you mind? Cause it's, that's what I want. And if they say, yeah, great. If not, okay. But the responsibility factor is it's not in the other person's hands. That's where they're holding you by the string and they're, you know, dictating your life. It's you being responsible. It's you making the call saying, actually, you know, I know I've done this in the past, but moving forward, I'm not going to do it anymore. Well, why? Well, you know, it just wasn't really working for me. Less is more. I don't explain myself anymore. You don't have to explain anything. It's it's really no one's business. It's it's you with you. And once you lock that in, it's you against the world and it's okay. And you have enough strength inside you. And I know that some of you listening are going to feel, you know, beaten down and worthless and insecure. And like, it's, you're drowning and there's no light and it's, but there is take that one step. So the next time that there is an occurrence that, you know, that you're, you're not articulating what is in your mind. That's the disconnect. Work on the disconnect is really where to start. And you can do it in the mirror. All right, well, if I'm going to work today and I know my boss is going to tell me that I need to do X, Y, and Z, even though I shouldn't because that's not what I was hired to do, how am I going to prepare for this? Because you're going to carry around bitterness, resentment, right? It's going to be heavy. It's going to be on your shoulders. You're going to just be pissed off all the time. Like I'm never pissed off, rarely. And when I am, I'll fix it, tweak it right away. Well, why am I upset? Because they said that, well, that's on them. They're entitled to say what they want. I have to figure out what I want to do with that and then move on. Right. Yeah. And I think even small things too, with this, these examples you're giving spouse says something hurtful, you know, small steps could look like just saying that was hurtful. You don't have to address it anymore right then and there. If you're not sure what the boundary beyond that is quite yet, that's fine. It's still acknowledging, you know, that was hurtful. You're at work and your boss is being an ass and slamming you with all these things. And you 
her, you know, that bitterness, that resentment, it could look like I need to go step outside. I don't have to say anything to that person necessarily. I don't have to give them a big old speech. I don't have to solve the problem and like iron it out right then in the moment. And in fact, I often encourage people not to because you are likely too emotional that it's not going to go well. But those are also just small boundaries. They're not maybe as as solid because it is, but it still is a boundary in meaning I'm removing myself right now because I am so overwhelmed and pissed off and I don't want to do something I'm going to regret or whatever. Um, Or I am so hurt by my spouse. I don't want to just swallow it up and say nothing like I've done in the past. So I'm going to at least acknowledge that it hurt me. And then I'll I'll bring it back up and talk about it when I'm ready. And I feel like I know what I'm going to articulate and what I need in place and what I need for things to be different. So those are some things too for you guys is starting places. Um, but if this conversation is really hitting home, if Stephanie's message is something that you are like, <laughs> you feel maybe kind of buzzy or, you know, like, um, you're feeling the feels in your body that this is something that is relevant for you. Um, sh- this woman is, she's magnetic. You guys, she's got so many, she's got so many good things. She is here to, um, just totally up-level anyone that's in her world, right? And just help them feel like as much of a badass as they are, you know? So Stephanie, how can people find you and what do you have like going on in your world? Because I'm sure there is going to be people that are listening to this of like, I need I need her in my life. Sure. Um, so I do have two Instagram platforms, but I will have everyone, whoever wants to come along my journey, start with my personal one, um, which is Stephanie Main underscore on Instagram. Um, I am Stephanie Main on Facebook. Right now, the only way to work with me is coaching. One-on-one coaching is what I'm offering right now. Um, so if that's something that speaks to you, if you feel an urge, send me a DM, um, find me online. It really would be a space for you and I to kind of have a conversation like we are right here to kind of be that support system for you when a situation comes up and you're like, how do I navigate this? And it's like, start here, start right here. You know, um, it, there's no, you know, people put so much pressure on themselves and it's like, just take the first step and you get to create what that first step looks like. It's not right, wrong, exact, like. The first step, honestly, is to reach out for help. If you can't do it yourself, which I don't think, and I wouldn't recommend anyone doing it themselves because look at where you are today, right? Look at where I was. I was in, I was in the trenches, you know? Mm-hmm. Reach out and, and get the support because the life that you're looking to live and to wake up and feel good and, and actually enjoy your day and wish that there were more minutes in the day because like you're just so obsessed with your life. Like that's my model. Like I create systems and practices and play that you wake up and you're obsessed with your days. Like you're obsessed and you're obsessed with the people in your life and you should be right. We're only here for a little, little time. Right. And, and my goal is to just, like you said, level up everything you need and have and all everything that you're looking for is in the mirror. It's right there. It's just a matter of activating it and bringing her out because she's there she's just been buried and shut down for so many years that you just, you know, you got to dig her out because she's, she's in there and she's ready, 
but she might need a little guidance and support. And, and you and I both, right? We all have support systems. We need that. It's, it's the way to get the needle moving to put into systems and plays and boundaries of, you know, more control. I think, you know, I didn't really talk too much about control today, but that's huge. You know, can you look at yourself in the mirror and say that you have control of, of your life or no? And, and I'm not saying, you know, obviously there are things that we can't control, you know, when it comes, you know, but I'm talking the bare minimum, the bare minimum of what you stand for. And are you proud of yourself? Are you proud of who you are and, and, and all of that? And that may hurt some of you. And it, it definitely sucked when I first discovered, like, I was like, I'm ashamed of myself. I wouldn't, I wouldn't date myself. I wouldn't be friends with myself. Like, look, like, no. Right. So my coaching is styled to basically take that inner powerhouse that all of you have ripping her right out of you and putting her right in front and center and saying, here I am. Yeah. I know I was her yesterday, but this is who I am today. And I always say this, I say this time and time again, that if I haven't spoken to you today, then you haven't met me yet. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. who I was yesterday is not who I am today. And tomorrow there's going to be a refined version of me. And I don't think that the word editing and changing and moving things around, they're so underrated. Like we should be changing ourselves every day until it feels right. And I can guarantee that it didn't feel right for me in the beginning before I hired my coach, my mentor, my therapist. Like if you're in this spot where it doesn't feel right, that's when you go and you seek help, right? That's when you go and you say, listen, first step is, I don't know how to navigate this. I know it's wrong and I know I don't feel good, but I want to feel better. Great. Let's get to work. Let's pull out the pain points. That's what it's going to look like when you're working with me. Let's pull them out and let's take it one by one. Isn't she great guys? Don't you, I mean, like you just could sit here and listen to her all day. Cause by the end of it, you're like, yes, I am a badass. Like, yes, I can. And just who doesn't want to walk away, like feeling like that in their life? Like I can, I am capable. I deserve, I'm worth it. You know, all of those things. Um, and to just very much normalize, I, I would bet money, any of you listening, um, if you have someone in your mind and in your world that you admire, that you respect, that you look up to, um, I would bet money that they have someone in place in their life because no one does this alone. It ebbs and flows, how it looks is differently, but no one does this alone. And the people that have the boundaries and are assertive and really, you know, um, strive for life to look like their ideal, they have supports in place. And so, you know, just know that, I guess. Like, I don't hear, you know, I, that's why I love talking with people too, that are willing to share that, that like, this wasn't overnight. This wasn't me just like muscling my way through something. Like I needed help and guidance. I needed an outside perspective and like, look what it's brought me and look at the work that now I am doing and how valuable it is and how much different my life look, my life looks and feels I mean, what's better than that. Right. No, hiring the help is an expedited version of your best self. It is. It's learning from others mistakes so that you don't have to repeat them it's like oh that's how you okay so well so what do you say when someone says that okay well what if you try this right it's giving that standpoint of those options that 
you're not going to think of on your own. I never thought of any of this on my own. Like it was, I mean, if we're talking timeline, everyone's timeline is going to be different, but I'm talking like seven years of daily work of ripping through my day-to-day, my schedule, my relationships, one by one, what's going on here? How can I make this better? One by one, right? And it will take time, but I encourage everyone to seek outside support. If you see someone that is living and feeling and doing all the things that you want, go reach out to that person. People are, you know, willing to help and they will help. Thank you so much for this conversation, your wisdom, just your energy. Thank you for you and for, and being here and um, sharing all your goodness with my listeners. I adore you. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone go check out Stephanie, uh, get in touch with her. Like I said, I'll put everything in the show notes and until next time. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and listen to this episode. I know your days are full and there are a million ways that you could be spending your precious time. So just know that you choosing to be here with me doesn't go unnoticed. If you don't want to miss another chance to prioritize yourself and refuel that cup, then hit the subscribe button now so you don't miss a thing. The best way to spread these messages is to share, rate, and review these episodes. I want this podcast to support and nourish you through whatever you're going through in life. Please reach out to me on Instagram at any time at Megan M. Colsing. I'd love to hear from you because my mission is to help support and guide you to that magical and fulfilling life that you deserve. And in case nobody's told you yet today, you matter and you're doing a great job. See you next week.